Today we're gonna to talk about digital apps that you can use that will help you be more productive and actually help you as a person as well. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today we're doing things a little bit differently. You know, I've been trying to do different things with the podcast a little bit and we actually did a live show a little bit ago where I had my friend Corey Sullivan on and he's going to be on in this podcast. But we also have a producer on here as well and his name is Shane and he works for the Church Digital uh, and he's a great guy. And Corey and I talk about digital apps that help us, but we also invite Shane into the conversation a few different times as well and so Shane gets to share about some apps that he likes as well it's just a great fun conversation that we have because remember back in the day when smartphones really started using apps and they always said there's an app for that there's an app for that there's an app for well yes there's apps for a lot of things but that doesn't mean that you're using them all so what are the apps that we're using and how are they helping us be effective and hopefully how will they help you be effective that's what we talk about in today's podcast. But before we get into the interview, I do want to highlight the church.digital. At the Church Digital, we have tons of podcasters, we have tons of bloggers, we have tons of coaching and cohorts that are happening right now. And if so, if you want help in your digital ministry, on your online ministry, in your metaverse ministry, we want to be able to help you at the Church Digital. So go to the church.digital right now and you can get connected there. And we also actually have the family as well, where you can get connected in a family and be encouraged by other digital and online ministers who are learning how to do this on the fly. Just like all of us, we're all learning digital ministry one day at a time. And so if you want to learn all that stuff, go to the church.digital right now. And you can get training, coaching, and encouragement every single day. All right. So you ready to get into the conversation with Corey Sullivan and Shane? Okay, let's get into the conversation right now. Who better to invite along with us today than Corey Sullivan? So Corey, yeah. for anybody who doesn't know who you are, why don't you go share who you are? Yeah, my name is Corey Sullivan. Uh, like Tom said, I've known Tom, I think it's pushing 10, 10 years now. Um, so we've yeah. been friends for a while. But what I love doing is I love seeing you thrive. And so to, for me, that means helping organizations think about their strategies and what they put in place to help engage youth in their communities and um, their, and with the work that they're doing. So that goes from serving youth one-on-one -on -one to coaching through programs and helping them do that. So that's what I love to do. That's what I'm passionate about. And I've always found my place uh, alongside Tom. We have a lot of interest and like-minded. And how do we engage people and how do we engage people um, through new technologies, through new things, and trying to be innovative in that. And so me and Tom are like-minded and, and thinking through new and creative ways to kind of come up with some of those ideas. Yeah. Uh, and Corey, Corey and I actually both have a background um, with Young Life. Uh, Corey, you met the Lord through Young Life, and I actually worked with Young Life for a number of years. And so, um, again, like he said, we're like-minded. We've done a lot, of, a lot of crazy things before, haven't we, Corey? <laughs> We're live. We can't. We can't go that far. Oh yeah, we can't say all the the different things. Okay, so um, Corey, just quickly, where where are you from, or where do you live uh, right now? I'm in Rochester, New York. So uh, right now it's March. So some days it's 70 degree weather, and the next day it's snowing. So that's kind of the state that I'm living in right now uh, in terms of, of weather. Um, and so I love Rochester, New York. Um, it's the home of the garbage plates. So if you don't know what that is, that's something for you to Google later. Um, it's the best food in the world. 
Did, didn't the guy from Man vs. Food do that, or was that in one of those uh, diner dive-ins and drives? It's probably diner dives and dine-ins and drives, which yeah. I do like. I always want whenever I travel to a new city, I try and like look up those kind of places. Yeah, the the garbage plates. When I come and visit you one day, one day, uh, one day. I'll, I'll, we'll do the garbage plates. I'm not, I won't hold my breath for that one day. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so Corey, let's get into our conversation right now. We're going to talk about digital tools uh, and apps that will help you again, not just in ministry, but also in life. And so to, just to kick this off, and we'll probably want to pull Shane up in a second, um, but just to kick this off, to, let's talk about apps that won't delete and apps that you love that you just will not delete from your phone for whatever reason. All right. Am I going first or are you going first? You're going first. You're going first. All right. Well, let's go one for one. Let's go one for one. Okay. We'll do one for one. All right. So the first one I said that I'm not deleting. So this is the idea is like stuff that's not already on your phone. You have to download it and we'll stay in there. And I would not get rid of Waze. W-A-Z-E. It's just a navigation tool. But man, I feel like whenever I'm traveling or whenever I need it because it's like a social navigation. So I know like where traffic's coming from. I know like where the police are sitting. So when I go a couple extra miles an hour, I'm not getting a ticket. Like I need that. So it's always up. I trust it more than like Google Maps. I trust it more than all the other map things. So I'm yeah. definitely saying ways. Yeah. Okay. That, that's good. Now, let me... <laughs> you just blew that off. <laughs> I'm an Apple map guy. Like I just like, uh, I don't even like using Google Maps. I just go in Apple Maps. That's my kind of thing. You know, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, here, here's the deal. I will say this because we are live and I know some people are watching. Uh, if you're watching on one of the different platforms on Facebook, Twitter, or, or YouTube or alter live, uh, definitely type in, in the comment section, what is an app that you absolutely love and will not delete from your phone. Okay. So for me, the first one I will say, um, is Twitter. I mean, it's like a no brainer for me. Like there, yeah. like, Twitter is like my LinkedIn. I, I, I have a link. I, I've connected so much with so many different people and I love interacting with people on Twitter that if I have to, I, I if I have to, obviously I will, but if I don't have to, that's the last one that's probably going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wait, Corey, you have Twitter, don't you? Dude, I got on it just for you today. I don't know if you got a notification. I, I did I get like, a notification. I liked one of your tweets just to, just to say yeah. I was on it today. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I do have a Twitter. Um, okay. All right. My second one that I said would be Amazon. Like, I feel like I'm always on Amazon looking for stuff, ordering something, um, like a wish list or picking something up for my son. Um, so, like, I feel like I use that on a pretty daily basis. That's awesome. Well, well, it's just been told that uh, Jeff, Jeff's favorite is uh, Pokemon Go. I mean, I would, I think that's fantastic that he's just sitting around all day I was gonna say I ain't, I ain't had time to play Pokemon Go all day. That's, that's one of the first things that's going. That, that that's awesome. Uh, okay, so um, hey, let's let's bring in Shane here for a second. Shane, we're, we're gonna ask you the question: What is an app that you will not delete from your phone? This sounds terrible, but I am not in the market for shopping for a car. Cars are way too expensive, but I always have Auto Trader on my phone. <laughs> I don't. I am a car guy, and I love just looking at cars. And so yeah. I just go in there and go, hey, these are all cars I can't afford. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> is, I there, could. is there a car that you like look at more so than other ones? Uh, I have a soft spot for Porsches. 
And so oh. I love looking at older Porsches and I love looking at just the different models and different things like that. So I'm a Porsche guy. Okay. So I, I can't let this comment go on, on mentioned because again, I'm a huge 90210 fan and Dylan McKay owned a Porsche speedster. And I've always been fascinated with that. The classic Porsche right there. And so, mm. yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, let me ask you guys this question. Okay. Well, my second one, I'll say this is, is TikTok. I love just TikTok. It has become just a, a, a nightly thing that I do is I just scroll through TikTok entirely way too late at night, but it's fun. It's entertaining. Do you guys do TikTok at all? I like, am on like the Instagram version of TikTok. So I just see all the reels that make it over to Instagram, but not on TikTok right. itself. Yeah. So as a digital pastor, I am always on TikTok. I'm always looking up the next trend, the next crazy dancing. I don't dance. So I get my wife to kind of handle all that side of social media because yeah. I think we would lose followers if I attempted to do any of that. Or gain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be it would become fell army at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Shane, we're gonna have to connect later because I'm gonna have to start following you and we're gonna have to swap and like follow each other. Um, Absolutely. So that, that's fun. I don't do a lot of trends on TikTok, but I definitely uh, every now and then I'll throw out one and I like to just do encouragement on TikTok. Okay. So those were just fun. That, do you have one more, Corey, that you'd like to share? Yeah, I was going to say like my last one is Spotify. Like I need to have, I'm a music person, so I need to have music on. I don't play any instruments, but I, I just need to have music on. So whether it's at work or at the gym or like just doing, doing the dishes, I like have music on. So Spotify is my go-to. Do you, do you do the podcast stuff too or no? Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's why I like Spotify. Like it has the podcast there. It has even like audio books. So, um, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about Spotify in terms of that. Except the other day they crashed. Yeah. The, um, I see, I don't do Spotify. I do Apple music. Yeah. I'm, just a, I'm an Apple homer. Okay? I'm an Apple homer. Listen, can I say this one thing about yeah. Apple right now? That is a pet peeve of mine is on Apple TV. It like when you go from one episode to the next episode, it starts you off back at like season one, episode one. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how to fix it. And so, if I could, because like my son watches Paw Patrol and I'm watching like season six, episode two, instead of the next episode, it jumps me all the way back to season one, episode one. I think that's a you problem, not an Apple problem. Well, listen, I just need help. So, if someone knows how to fix that, <laughs> you guys let me know in the yeah. chat box how to fix it because that's what I need right now because I need that kind of a support. Yeah, if you're in one of the chat rooms, uh, we'd love to know. Help Corey out. Corey. Uh, How do I just hit the next episode on Apple TV? That's all I need. <laughs> there. Oh, Paw Patrol will be there on the double. Is that is that Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol will it be is. there. It is. It is. And so uh, I'll sing half the song and my son figure, figures out the rest. So it's pretty fun. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Okay. So, Corey, let's get into this now of just apps that we feel like is really, really useful. These were the, the ones that we won't delete are kind of like our guilty pleasures. I mean, there's some yeah. different. Um, but let's just go in. We're going to highlight a few different apps that we feel like are really useful, and we would recommend them from a ministry perspective and a personal experience. And I will say this. Apps that help you with personal stuff, it matters because if you're not working on yourself a little bit, if you're not healthy, we've learned over the last two years with COVID that our mental health is so important. So yeah. some of these apps are helpful that we're going to recommend that could be really helpful for our mental health and our physical health which is just as important because if, if we're dead, we can't do ministry. Right. I mean, yeah. So. And I, and also just 
because of when we can have our own apps to help us create better systems or better structures or whatever is in our lives, like then we can go into the work world yeah. already ready to go because we've created those better systems elsewhere. That's true. That's right. So, all right. So Corey, let's go back and forth a little bit on this. Uh, what What's one that you would recommend? Dude, something I love lately um, is something called Calendly. Uh, yep. I think I'm pronouncing it right. I'm going to pretend I am, but it really is meant to help with scheduling. Um, and they have a really great system to allow for like scheduling phone calls. So like on my website, I have it posted, uh, a, a link posted that they can go, they can pick like an appointment and it's like a great time to have those coaching calls or anything like that. It then it links out to, um, one of my Gmail calendars, my Google calendars that I have for that. And so it's pretty synced up and it's something convenient for me, especially as uh, trying to do different conversations and different people coming in and out. Um, what I really like about it again, is that it, it's not just in the, of itself, but it connects to other systems like the the Google Calendar to allow for um, you just to hop on and use Google Calendar or, um, to stay organized. Yeah, I, I will say again, some of these apps that uh, Corey and I are going to recommend there we have like, again, we have a preference Calendly. Um, I use that as well, but there are other calendar type apps that will be useful. The goal here is to find one that's useful for you. And what I love about Calendly, I can't even now. Now you've got me all worried about how I'm, I'm saying it's Calendly. That's what I'm saying. But there's Calendly. a lot of things like Schedulosity or Schedulicity or something like that does one, and you know, different professionals use them for different yeah. things. Like I know my barber uses Schedulicity to like schedule out haircuts. Yeah. Right. Well, I, again, it's really important because as you're scheduling out your day, if you want to try to connect with someone, uh, and again, it's in, a, in an online capacity in particular, uh, you just send them the link and then your calendar is synced up to Google. So you don't have to look at your calendar. They can actually just look at it and say, this is the best time for me. I'm going to schedule this time with Corey or I'm going to schedule this time with, with Tom. Uh, so those, uh, that's a great app. I've really started utilizing that in the past year. Uh, and that's been helpful. I always love it when I try to meet up with with uh, Jeff, Jeff Reed. Jeff always sends me a link uh, to his thing. And his is a little bit different than mine. So it's kind of always nice to, yeah. nice and simple. Okay, so that's one that you recommend. I'm going to recommend, I, I will say this, the, the apps, well, these are really helpful for ministry purposes. It, it's the messenger apps. Now, again, initially, I'm 47 years old. And you think, okay, the SMS, the regular text messaging. And some people really respond to that. However, there are people who are on Snapchat Messenger. You know, they're on Facebook Messenger. They're on Twitter DMs. They're on um, other apps, Instagram DMs. I have people who are messaging me in their app, in those specific apps, all throughout the week. And so, but the one thing I know is that if I want to get a hold of Corey, I can text him or I can send him an Instagram DM. If I want to get a hold of uh, somebody else, I can do a Twitter DM or a Facebook Messenger. Actually, I've really utilized Facebook Messenger a whole lot more lately because a lot of people are using Messenger. And even though they don't use Facebook a bunch, they'll use Facebook Messenger. So my encouragement on the messaging apps is these are great ways for you to connect with people. Just because you don't get them on a regular text message or they don't respond, try a different way to message them and see which one works for them and connect with them that way. Yeah, and I, and just reiterate that last point you made, I think is awesome is like people are out there, they just might not be using the, the method that you are preferring or that you are using. 
Yeah. So sometimes if you're able to open up that door a little bit more to to one more app, right? That the audience and engagement that you might get or, you know, just the conversations you can have are now going to increase just because you are able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, the other one that I was thinking about is constant contact. This is kind of like a email mass marketing communication um, platform. It's very similar to maybe like a MailChimp um, that you're using. I use that probably weekly, monthly on, on a lot of different things, sending out different email, weekly email blasts, um, different campaigns, even just like alerts to di different situations that are going on um, with programming or anything like that. Or, hey, there's an error that's happening in the system somewhere. Um, so I use that a lot to like just market and broadcast what's happening um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. I think it, email is still a really vital tool. Again, I think there's the trend that people are going to text message and, and the messaging apps are, are like really important because people see that and people respond to them. But the reality is email uh, engagement is still pretty good. And again, if you're going to use a email tool, content contact is one of those Oh, really one of the big, bigger ones. MailChimp is something I like to use. And as an online campus pastor, I will say we use MailChimp and I try to send out an email once a month. Okay. Now, again, I'm an online campus, so I'm not sending out constant emails because some of the people on my email list are going to the mothership of our main campus. So I don't want to inundate them with so many emails. But what I do is try to strategically plan out a once a month email to stay connected with them, stay, get them involved and really focus on things that are centered around their, that, that particular online field. I also have a student ministry, uh, constant, uh, or MailChimp. Uh, so the student ministry one that we have is very good. I send out a weekly email there highlighting all the different things that are happening within the youth program. So, and the great thing about this is you just add them to your list you don't have to keep on typing in specific ones into your Apple mail. You don't have to type in hundreds of emails every time you send an email. You just use that list and send the email. So I, I find that really helpful as well. Um, just random thought question that came in my head and throw it out at you. Is there like such thing as too much communication? You know, like oh, say well, like, hey, you're using constant contact, you know, then you're using some other ways. Is there ever such thing as too much? What do you think? Dude, that's a whole different podcast right there. I mean, it's so I, I don't know. I just asked, it was a question. I was like, you know, like, is there a line sometimes when it is? But all right. Well, we'll, 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 we'll save that for round two. Well, but here, here's the thing, too. If you're if you're watching this right now, you're listening to us, and, and you heard Corey's question, is there too much communication? I know Jeanette Yates would probably have a, a thought on that. So she's someone that I think would really uh, speak into that one very well. I think there can be. Again, I think early on in COVID – uh, when we were hitting up people all the time, I think it became too much email and people start to drain, drain, drain it out. You have to find the right balance for you and your, uh, your group that you're talking to. Um, I'll hit on one that's kind of a little bit tied, a little bit like constant contact and MailChimp, but it's something I find really useful as a, as a minister. Uh, so we have, we use planning center. So every church usually has a database. There's a, um, CCM, uh, there's um, there's Planning Center, there's a whole bunch of other ones that now I can't even Fellowship One or, you know, there's just lots yeah, of the chat box, whatever you guys are using. Yeah, yeah, let us know what you're using for your church. Um, but what I like about it is that a lot of these have apps. 
And so when I'm on my phone, which is I'm, I'm on my phone a lot, and I need to look up a parent or I need to look up someone uh, at our church, I can go on the app and really quickly search them and get their contact information. And that, I found that to be really, really helpful over the past year. And so it's one of my more popular apps right now uh, as I'm able to search and find out who the people are and how I can connect with them best. So if if your church um, database has an app, I would strongly recommend you download it to your phone so you can just really check out people and connect with them in that way. So, all right, keep keep on going. What do you um, got? I, I definitely say some way, some collaboration space for me, um, that's Google Drive, being able to, you know, collaborate on different projects, um, different work aspects. It's a quick place to to share that across distance yeah. um, when you're not actually in there. There's other ones like SharePoint is another great place to utilize that as well. Um, that way you can have multiple people working on the same project or someone updating things quickly. Um, and, and you may not have the same distance or you may not be in the same room. Um, and then it stores everything as well. So it's a great place to have it outside of maybe your, your, you know, desktop or whatever, um, to have that as a backup. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit more about SharePoint? Um, Shane just said Google drive is the best. We're going to talk about Google drive in a second, but can you just go into SharePoint? SharePoint's Microsoft. So it's just part of their office product that they have. Um, and it allows, and it can connect, you know, really right to your desktop. So if you're like on a, um, computer, it'll upload, download, um, any updates that you have to some of those files, if they're up in SharePoint, just like a cloud-based system. Um, and then we, I utilize that for a bunch of program stuff. So we have a ton of files, um, and we utilize in SharePoint. So we have that all organized, it's basically, you know, a cloud-based, um, system that we can utilize to connect people around the same resources. So it's uses the Microsoft office, um, app, so word, Excel, all that yeah. kind of stuff that we can just all utilize at the same time, make updates with it. We have, you know, we, we're in every day trying, you know, just across systems for it. So you guys use SharePoint. Yep. Okay. I, okay. I, pers- I personally like Google drive more and it was just kind of a, we, we have SharePoint cause we have the Microsoft office. So yeah. that's what we utilize. Okay. Let's, let's bring Shane back into the conversation here. Shane, you want to pop in? Yes, there you yeah. are. Okay. Talk to me about why you love Google drive. I like Google Drive because you can document open and see everybody collaborating at the same time. You can open up a presentation, whatever it is, and have real-time collaboration. Uh, We, as digital, are never in the same room, and so it's always nice to see the other person, even though we're on Zoom and I've got it set up on another screen, we're talking and we're all typing at the same time on a working document. See, again, you guys, Shane, I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming you're younger than I am. And so I grew up, actually, I grew up with, um, what? what is that? WordPerfect. Okay, so I grew up with WordPerfect. I know, it's really dating. And then I had to get wow. used to Microsoft Word. And I love Word. I love Office and all that stuff. But this online stuff is still hard for me to comprehend. And when I bring in interns over the summer and they're all using Google Drive and they're updating things. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm the online guy and it's still like mind blowing to me. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just think it's really, really interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's always interesting. It was something different when I started 
but you know, it, it's one of those as a nonprofit, you get it for free. And so it, of course, you know, as church people, we do things for free. <laughs> yes, that, that is true. And isn't it true? Like if you have a, a church or like a professional account with Gmail, do you have unlimited um, storage in your Google drive? Is, I don't know if uh, it's as unlimited, but nonprofit is 30 gigs, I think. 30 uh, gigs. Okay. Yeah. Unlimited users up to like a thousand. And, but then you can ask them and they'll unlock blocks okay. for what, whatever you need. But for the okay. most part, uh, it's the Google basic plan or Google suite plan uh, okay. that you can get in on and you can get that for free. That's interesting. I, I am growing in my Google drive experience, but it's still like when I'm, when I'm creating documents and stuff, I'm going to Microsoft office and then I I'm saving it and then I'm sending it. over. I, I, don't, I don't know what kind of bridges I'm going to burn, but I think like Google drive outdated something like a Dropbox, right? Mm. Cause if you give access and permission to someone on certain files only, you know, outside of, you know, that one specific user, you know, that's, that's great too. So I can have people edit or share or only just view permit and like change their level of permissions on different documents that I need them to. Well, because most people have Google, like a Gmail account. And yeah. so it's easy to get permissions, whereas not everybody has a Dropbox account, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I would actually, whenever I have to share a, a file with someone over like Google drive or Dropbox, I will nine times out of 10 share it on Google drive than I would on Dropbox. So, yeah. okay, good. All right, Shane, thanks for your input. I, I love pulling Shane up. Shane's got some good good stuff here. I, I like this. Okay, so you were talking about, okay, I'm going to go a little more personal on my last one, okay? So my last one is, wait, where is it? This thing, the okay. Apple Watch, okay? And and here's why. And again, I, I side towards the Apple Watch, but this is any any smart watch. Like, what do you, what do you have, Corey? I got an Apple, Apple Watch. Okay, but you had a, a Fitbit for a while, didn't you? I did, but um, I want Apple Watch. Yeah, you want it. To, you want it to be cool with all the cool kids, right? I want. I, I wanted to grow up to be like you, Tom. There, there you go. So, but here, here's the deal. Um, I, I think with the Apple Watch, and I, I've written a blog post about this, and I, I firmly believe in it. Again, I don't use the Apple Watch for text messaging, although it's nice when I'm on a walk and. Or, or run someone text me, I can do it. I don't answer my phone on it. I like to get the notifications on it. But where it's really helpful for me is the fitness component. And that's why I'm like, you don't need a smartwatch like an Apple watch per se. But something with a fitness component. Because we we need to be healthy right now. We need yeah. to be staying fit. You know, I remember when COVID first hit, I told my girls, I said, we're not going to get fat here. Like we're inside, we're shut in inside. We're not going to get fat. We started doing workouts. We started going on walks and doing some runs and that kind of stuff. But I just felt like the Apple watch keeps me fit. And because I'm, I'm so fixated on closing the circles every yep. single day. And that shows me that I'm actually being healthy because it talks about your stand hours. You want to get at least 12 stand hours. You want to get for me at least 30 minutes of uh, working out. And so that that looks a lot of different ways. It's not a, a workout workout, but if you go on a thirty minute walk, that counts. If you go on a, you know, whatever, it, it all counts. But then you you have a calories that you want to burn throughout the day, and everyone's got different calories that you burn throughout the day. It just helps me stay fit. 
And I think if I stay fit, then I can stay healthy and I can be on this earth hopefully a little bit longer. And if I'm not, you know, I'm just not. And so I, it, it keeps me very health conscious. So having something like a smartwatch or a Fitbit um, or whatever it is that will help you, um, uh, I would highly recommend. I would recommend it too. I use Apple Watch. I use Fitbit. And what I like about it is it's information, right? It's information right there about you. So there's no hiding it, right? There's no hiding that you skip something or like you can't get lost in it. Like it's telling you what's going on um, in terms of heart rates or in terms of exercise, in terms of standing. I, I think it's been really helpful with me and like my fitness journey over the past like six months or so. And so like getting back into the gym again after COVID and after, uh, you know, having a baby and all that kind of stuff, like it's important. And so I do think like that is help information to help you stay focused, to help you make really good choices uh, about what you're doing. And that goes along with other apps as well. But like, I think when it's something attuned to, you know, your personal health, that's um, really important. Yeah, that's good. Do you have apps on your, on your Apple watch that you use? Not a ton. I like, I'll probably use it most for tracking workouts and like the fitness side of stuff. When I think that's why like I was hesitant from jumping from Fitbit to Apple because I didn't do it a ton. But now like I, I'll like, I'm in a meeting, I'll pop it up. I do it honestly, probably more than anything else, even more than fitness. So I use it for multi-factor authentication codes. Yeah. Like I use it like just doing different things. I need two-factor authentication. I get a text message on my phone. I can pop it right into the computer. You know, and, and it, it makes life easy. That's cool. Uh, do you have any other apps or tools that you like to use? Uh, man, I have a ton. And, okay. and I, something I talked to, you know, earlier about was this idea, like, there's a lot out there. And there's a lot that do very similar things. And sometimes it's like one feature or another feature that really boosts one over another in the terms of, like, preference. And so, you know, while we had a list here, like, there's something a lot out there that people are using and, you know, it's up to us to use those tools well. They're just tools. They're not magic pills. They're not anything special. So we have to have our own systems in place to utilize them. Like I have to remember to look at my Apple Watch. I have to remember to charge it, right? I gotta remember to do all those things and put those things in place. I gotta remember to check that, that make sure the connections with an email are good to go. So there's definitely a human side still to even this technology that if it's lacking, those systems aren't gonna work like they're supposed to. Yeah. Now, I, again, here, here's the thing, and, and um, Jeff and I have talked about this a, a bunch of times, uh, and I firmly believe it. Um, you know, digital complements in person, digital complements, you know, the physical in real life. I, you know, and so yeah, oh yeah, Shane, I definitely do close my rings. I'm I'm completely addicted to closing my rings, um, but uh, but digital complements things. And the, the point of the digital is like, yes, you can overdo digital. Um, you can look at your screen too much. You can be on TikTok way too much. You can be on Twitter way too much. But the whole purpose is you can use those tools for good stuff. And they yeah. really help you in what you're trying to accomplish in your life. And so that's why, you know, I love – my last one that I want to really talk about for a second is Zoom. I mean – you know, I know they all say that everyone's zoomed out and, and of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you were doing meetings all the time, uh, on zoom only, yes, people were zoomed out. They didn't want to be on a zoom meeting. Uh, you know, it, you know, uh, an email would have been just as fine as a zoom meeting as it would have been an in-person meeting. 
But the reality is Zoom really has been a great thing that I still meet with people on Zoom on a weekly basis that, that we just don't meet in person. And, and in some ways, I don't have to meet with them in person because we have this opportunity to do Zoom. And so I think Zoom's a time saver. It helps you save time. You don't have to drive somewhere, battle traffic or whatnot. You can get on and talk about what you need to be on, and then you can get off, you know? So I love it, and then I love the fact that you can schedule it, and it pops on my Google Calendar, and that's it. It's on my calendar. So I love Zoom. Yeah, I do too. I think, you know, what it's brought to different business models and ability to engage people. Like you said, save time. But also increase engagement. Like people can't always come to an in-person meeting because of their own scheduling conflicts, you know, because a half hour meeting turns into, you know, an hour and a half with traffic or driving and all that. But then all of a sudden they can engage in this meeting, even though it's 50 for 15 minutes or whatever, and they yeah. can give you something where there was nothing previously. Yeah. And again, th- speaking from an online ministry component, I love Zoom online groups before COVID hit. I was not sold on Zoom online groups. I was doing a lot of my groups on Facebook groups and, and even Google Forms or Google groups. I did some stuff. Um, but once Zoom came into play, I saw the real power in there. And the simple fact that someone, again, I don't know what it's like in your area, Corey, but traffic is definitely picking back up in, in Washington, D.C., so it's for, picking back up, but it's not Washington DC traffic. It's not Washington. I I was on I was in traffic today, and it was it was not fun. And yeah. I'm like, things have changed. It's been two years, and we're we're not quite back to where it was. How painful it was, but it's painful. And so for me to ask a person to work all day, come home, uh, rush to eat rush to get the kids ready, then rush out the door to go to a life group at seven o'clock with kids who may be cranky because it's their bedtime, they don't get home until nine o'clock. And then you put them to bed, the sleep schedule's all messed up. You guys are all frazzled. Whereas if someone is coming home and they have a Zoom meeting at seven o'clock, they can come home, eat with their family, spend a few minutes with their kids, pop into the Zoom call, really get spiritual nourishment, pop off at eight o'clock, Still spend time with the wife and kids, and it's just a great, it's a better experience, and it's a tool that churches can use. So I, again, I'm going off on my little soapbox here, but I think it's a really powerful tool that we should not lose sight of now that everyone's going, seems like they're going back in person. And I think that's just important to take back too, is like, there's a lot of good things that have, that, that have happened, right? And like, if we, we've learned really tough lessons the hard way in this season, and there's stuff to utilize now in a new season, yeah. right? There's stuff to still use to bring with us that we've learned, whether it's tools like Zoom or it's, you know, our ability to be resilient in the face of all the stuff that's coming at us. Yeah. Like there's things that, that are that are going well. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, that's really good. Um, yeah. And do you have any final thoughts on this at all, Corey? Any final ones that you want to share? No, I, something that I, I did write down is just the concept of finding something that helps me streamline stuff across multiple platforms. That's why I do like, you know, a Google or Microsoft Outlook Office type thing where it's multiple platforms, multiple things that they can intersect and connect with each other. Makes my life always easier when it's like automatically updating a calendar to stay organized or whatever it is. 
um, I, I try and hone into some of those. And so that's where people, you know, lean into one brand over another because of how those things are cross-platformed. But I do love like something like a Trello, just like a project management tool to help me kind of streamline next steps or projects. I can collaborate with some people on that and find out what other people are doing along the way. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think Trello, I think there's things like Slack. Uh, Slack is definitely one that uh, I've used as well. Um, so I think, um, yeah, those are great. Uh, and those are different tools. So here's the deal. We, we would love to hear from you. What, what are the, what are the ones that, what are the apps that you love uh, that, especially over the past two years with this COVID stuff, what are some apps that have really stuck with you that you started using and that have really been helpful for you in your ministry or in your personal life? Uh, so definitely let us know. Um, and then, um, yeah, let's keep this conversation going on. I mean, so um, so th I think that would be awesome. Okay, so we're going to wrap up real quick. I'm going to pull up Shane in a second. But before we do that, um, uh, Corey, why don't you uh, tell people where they can connect with you? Um, yeah, um, I so definitely I would say like COVID made me reprioritize a lot of things and take some focus and, and less. I took a step back from a lot of the digital stuff and really focused in more on some of the relationships and connecting with kids. So but I'm really back, back. I posted a blog the other day, but you can find me at rallyyouth.com. So it's R-A-L-L-Y youth.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well as rally underscore youth. Um, and we love just to help people think about how can we impact this next generation? How can we help youth thrive in what they're doing? So we'd love to connect with you guys there as well. Then a personal side, uh, I'm on Instagram as well as big underscore Sully five five. Yeah, I wish he was on Twitter more. I mean, let's just I, be honest. Like, Twitter, listen, Twitter's the I, cool I think I think Instagram and Twitter are just generational things. Okay, that yeah, that, no, you should no. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> go go there. Go there. We have this conversation go all there. there. We're not we're not going to go there. Um, go there. But he is on Twitter too. I will include all that. Yeah, in, yeah. In, I also am on Twitter. Big underscore Sully five five two. And don't get mad when I don't when I don't respond to a message on Twitter. And Corey is good with systems and processes too. Um, and so if you've got questions about systems and processes, you want to connect with him, DM him on Instagram. That's the best place. Yeah. All right. So what did you think of the conversation? What do you think of the apps that we threw out there? The ones that we find most useful? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So definitely put in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter at TA Pounder. Uh, you got to hear from us. Now I want to hear from you. What are the apps that you love? Because I'm always looking for new apps. I want to learn. I want to grow in this as well. So I want to try new apps. So if you've got one, again, put it in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter at TA Pounder and we can carry this conversation on, continue online. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, definitely subscribe to it. You can subscribe to it on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. You can just go to the church.digital as well. You can find it there and subscribe to it there. Uh, I've got new podcasts every single week, so I'd love for you to be in tune with that and in touch with that. And again, as a reminder, go to the church.digital in general. You can find lots of encouragement there every single day. All right, heroes. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.